Time for rolling. How's it going everyone? Endless55 here. This is episode number 34 of Time for Rolling Esports. I'm joined with my co-host as always, Krutzloff. What's up guys? How's it going? What's going on? Endless, how are you? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, we gotta do this quick episode. Crazy yeah. day yesterday, crazy day today, pretty much crazy all this week. Yeah, we're packing this in pretty tight because uh, uh, we lost power last night when we were planning on originally doing this, and we already have plans for tonight and stuff we gotta do, so we're just kinda... I leave tomorrow for my test. You have a and test? I do have a test. I'm Is it on Bangalore? No, I'll uh. pass that one. <laughs> this test, I don't know if I'm gonna pass. Yeah. So this will actually be our last recording together in... I mean, we'll have to start going back over the internet. Yep, you'll be moving I will back be going now. back to school, and we'll have to record through Discord, and it'll be fun. Dude, summer's over already. Summer's over. That's crazy. One more weekend of summer, technically, then we go into summer finals, which they have not announced where it's going to be. Maybe they have, like, a long time ago. I never knew it. Yeah, they did. Where's it going to be? Singapore. That's Worlds. Try oh, again. yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. I'm on the same level. I was like, if, they just, I was if, like, I saw that from you today. Like, if EU and NA is playing in Singapore, that's kind of messed up. Yeah, because... I, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. All right, so that's a big announcement. Uh, announcements within us for the Time Rolling Esports. Uh, 2.7 will be coming up soon. I don't know if we'll do an update for that. I don't know if it just depends on where we're at time-wise. Um, our next episode will be the recap of this weekend. No, prediction. Prediction. Which, that may not come out until Friday uh, or Saturday before matches start, depending on how the... Because, like I said, I have a test Wednesday, so I won't be around Wednesday. We normally record Wednesday, so I may have to record Thursday, release that Friday or Saturday. I'm going to do my best to get to you guys Friday, so you don't have to listen to it before Saturday starts. Also, quick update. I'm going to be getting a computer in the near future, so hopefully that some of more of this... I can start doing some editing too, and not just him on his computer all the time, and I can hopefully maybe help out with that, make it a little easier. Sure. We'll see. Well, I mean, but I do have a plan on getting a good desktop soon. So, summer's ending, big things are happening as always, but I think that's all we have yeah. for announcements. Let's go ahead and get right into this episode. targets that is one trade t tigers he's still pretty healthy tries to jump in he finds one this is a big turnaround for liberation x they might get the third they might find an ace here on two lost boy top surrey strike is not oh. enough goes down he might go for donna twins he's gonna get one he's gonna get two lost boy oh. top lost boy top he does it he gets the two versus one turnaround under the turret he lives All right, so let's start with EU here, give our breakdown um, of how these matchups went. Then we will do our little fantasy points of EU section. Uh, week one was G2 Esports versus SK Gaming, or match one, excuse me. Uh, SK did win that, 2-0. Uh, uh, match number two, Mouse Sports versus Fnatic. Uh, Fnatic was my team I talked very highly about last week, saying that they are my team that needs to perform the best to get, uh, you know, to beat NA. They're gonna ones are gonna win that week. 
Unfortunately, Mouse Sports did show up that week. Guess what? It's Europe. When it you is think Europe. it's someone's going to win, it's the other team. So Mouse Sports goes ahead and beats Fnatic 2-1. Clash, who is the newly uh, acquired Rising Lotus, Supremacy, whoever they may be. Also another name change, so Europe's sticking to what they know best. So Clash, they go up against Calamity, which was your team. Yep. Leon, they go ahead and beat Leon and his team, Clash does. So good for them, getting two more points. <laughs> And then the last matchup is Salty Potatoes versus Dynasty, which I picked Dynasty, and you had actually picked Salty Potatoes. Yep. So they beat them 2-1. to one. Going into semifinals, SK versus Mouse Sports. Mouse Sports doesn't have as good of a day as they did on day one. SK goes ahead and takes them down 2-0. to zero. And then Clash and Salty Potatoes. Interesting matchup, Rising Lotus versus Salty Potatoes originally. Uh, Salty Potatoes actually takes them down 2-1. to one. So we got Salty Potatoes in the finals. That was pretty crazy to see. Finals, SK versus Salty. Uh, neither of us predicted that, correct? I had a challenger team in there, just not the right one. You had Calamity. Yep. So. Right, right. SK does go ahead and take them down 2-0. to zero. So SK got some well-deserved points. That's pretty big for them. Third place matchup, Mount Sports versus Clash. Clash goes ahead and takes that, so they even get more points. So uh, that was a good weekend for Clash. Let's go ahead and give uh, the points for uh, EU and see how many points we got for that. Uh, you went ahead and picked up two points. You got the uh, SK pick correct and the Salty Potatoes pick correct. And I go and only pick up one point. I go from picking up 12 last week out of EU to picking up one. That sums up EU for this uh, the summer season. We are killing it, man. Yeah, we really are. So that's pretty much EU. There was a lot of great matchups. Obviously, as you can see, uh, the picks didn't go the way we wanted them, which just shows that EU changes a lot. And it's never it's it's hard to tell, so... Which can be a scary thing going into something like the Unified Championship, having to go up against those NA teams. But uh, So yeah, one point for me, two points for Crude. We'll add that into the NA at the end of the NA section. But that's all we have for EU. Anything else you have to say about the matches? Not really. They were good matches. Fun to watch. But Yep. Um, let's go ahead and move on to NA then. Uh, day one, we're not going to do every draft since we are short on time. We're just going to talk about... Uh, any major highlights of things we wanted to uh, discuss? First matchup that we do see played here is TSM versus Immortals, uh, which I think is the biggest thing to probably discuss. One, yeah. one of the bigger ones. We, I mean, you talked about how you know we picked TSM because yeah. you know we just couldn't pick against them, but that's something we talked about. Immortals easily could beat them. There's something we kind of wanted to see was see maybe Immortals beat them to pick up more points. And uh, maybe move on to day two to try to get up into that top six teams. You know, TSM, they're just, you know, first matchup, they, they it's not like they struck, they, it's not like they're trying weird things. Like yeah. they're playing. The only thing that I do want to comment on is that they pick, they play the same exact comp, yeah, which that does do. bother me. That's, that's them saying, like, oh, we're really trying to practice this comp and we just want to, you know, make it work. Like, it obviously, it's something like TSM or Flash playing Finn is something. Like that. Yeah, because Finn right now is not. It's quote, not quote unquote meta. Yeah, it's like, not Grace and Lyra. Like when yeah. you have two healers, I mean, granted, they're you know people are being banned here. You know, see the second game. You know, Lyra's not picked up or banned. You know, let's see, first game, Lyra not picked up or banned. So, you know, I, you look at that, and I, Immortal, I'm surprised, kind of didn't do it. But you look at that when you when you when you get Finn picked up, you're just like, okay, breaking stacks, breaking point, and uh, broken myth. Why can I not spit that out there? There's too many things there. But anyway, that's the first thing you see is, like, you know, how slow Finn is with the, being that front line, that tanky. So I, I just, I don't know. I didn't really like the Finn pickup. That's the one thing I would comment on. 
yeah, obviously they're trying to make something work there. It's something they've probably worked on. They're trying to, you know, practice. I mean, whether they're practicing new things or not, you know, unfortunately TSM put them in the place where Cloud9, not to spoil anything and coming up here, but, you know, Cloud9's put themselves tied for first with them, yeah. which makes that third week even more sweaty and, like, you know, actually kind of matters for TSM, depending on where they're going to place, you know, going into the Unified Championship. So, you know, any other comments here for this matchup? You know, T-Tigers did pretty well. D'Enzio first game did well on a Crystal Adagio. That's something we haven't seen as much. Uh, you know, second game, TSM ran the same exact comp, Baptiste, uh, Fox, and Finn. And then D'Enzio on that Ringo was uh, something that we've seen in the past. You know, a Ringo being strong, but Tension Bow, not, you know, not putting out that much damage. It's not a standard Ringo build. Sorrow Blade, Tension Bow, and Tyrants. We don't see a... a breaking point or tornado trigger so a little different there but t-tigers did do work on that samuel so uh you know first game for tsm kind of disappointing i am happy that immortals did get those wins though yeah i am as well i want to get them up there and to definitely see them unified i think they deserve to be there yeah we'll talk about the end how uh kind of crazy the points standing are right now so um to be honest i want like every team in there i can't look at one team and go "Mm, i don't i don't know if i really want to see a unified you know, I mean, I like. Do you have yeah. anyone that you would? Well, when it comes to performance right now, I mean, while it's harsh, is just probably gangstars are not performing very well right now. You know, we've seen, you know, moving into the next game is Temple Storm versus Gangstars. But I just want to comment here real quick. I this is gonna be me going to rant, but uh, unfortunately, J does join Gangstars, which there are some things switching around that is kind of interesting. Veins automatically does leave Gangstars as soon as uh, J does join. Yeah. Uh, Veins obviously does have a history with J. Not, I'm not saying that history is bad at all, but you know, Veins left for a reason. Um, Max Green, who has been playing with Immortals, was not playing this past weekend. It was, uh, what was his name? Um, Zels. Zelsiar. Yeah, Zelsiar. So, uh, people tweeting that, ooh, they've seen Max Green playing a lot with the Gangstar squad, which he's on Immortals. So, uh, if you missed it, Iraqi Zoro did post out a very long, you know, a message to his fans saying there's a lot of things going on in his life. You know, it's kind of, it can be hard to, uh, psychological is just as important as practice when it comes to playing a game or any sport and necessary. But he believes that him and his team are back in a more steady situation a steady maybe more time for them to practice more time to prepare and he believes that gangstars will get back to the old gangstars they were so you know as long as iraqi has that determination and believes that his team can get that practice in, he needs to uh i definitely want to see gangstars at finals yeah. a unified finals for sure not that i'm not saying but i agree i, I see what you're saying i can't argue i'm not all. i'm not saying uh, anyone sucks but you know if your team is not in a position right now they just have stuff going on every you know your real life or we need those na teams to come in and just smash those eu teams yeah we need all na's firing on all cylinders <laughs> but the tempo storm uh gangstars matchup is one that me and you both pick gangstars but once again we just need to maybe stick to our deep down feelings is that we talked about Tempo maybe having a big chance here to kind of swoop in and steal these points from Gangstars and maybe, you know, finally play pretty well. That Tempo has been kind of needed. Honestly, they were both, I don't know if they're sloppy games or just, you know, both teams making decisive decisions depending on, I know, uh, Zelsier doing some questionable things as the captain considering he is the new, uh, or sorry, yeah, Mac Daddy. Here. Yeah, Mac, Mac Daddy, you know, just... Of Gangstars. You know, he's just not necessarily used to playing... With these guys, even. Yeah, I mean, synergy, or, I mean... So, you know, I'm not saying Mac Daddy was bad. He actually did 
one of the games when he was on Arden, he had some great gauntlets, made a lot of good decisions. So that made just me the synergy needs to come out more. But um, first game for this Gangstar's Tempo, kind of back to the whole standard, you know, for or, you know banning the Lyra Grace possibilities, allowing Catherine and Baron to go through. So that's kind of standard. Uh, whoever picks Baron, Gangstar's do pick them up. Must ban away that Idris. Yeah, we do see Gangstar's. They ban away that uh, the Kroll though, so you know that they were trying to get at. Oh, that's the second game. Yep, second game. Screwed that up. First game was the ban away the, the Idris because yeah, they the picked Idris. up that Baron. Right, sorry. Then we do see Xenotech on a Baptiste, which I was interested to see how he performed. It's not something uh, something I like to see him you know get more practice on, especially going into Unified here. But uh, the final score of this game is Temple Storm seventeen, Gangstars fifteen. Gangstars pick up uh, the win. Do go ahead and win. It was a back and forth thirty minute match, so kind of down to whoever maybe gets that last team fight makes that right decision at the end of the game is going to win. Hyde does go 10-3, and three, uh, does a lot of work on this Crystal Kestrel, and I mean a lot of work, really chunking down Mac ba- uh, Mac Daddy as that front line. Those one-shot, one-kills are deadly. Yeah, 10-3, and three, uh, pretty, you know, 30 minutes was the end of the game, but I know he was that, that uh, he just couldn't continue the damage. Zeno, or Iraqi, excuse me, 7-6, and six, he was not 7-6 the whole game. That 7 kills came towards the end of the game when that Baron, 4-item Baron, finally started getting ramped up and i think that's what really kind of got tempo in trouble going on to game two uh what would you like to point out in this game yeah well the obviously ban. the cruel man <laughs> so they were trying to set up something or counter something i guess you could say either way uh they they finish it up with the the black feather and the kestrel pickup though but we do also see that Tempo, they go ahead and pick up, and they ended up getting that Baron this game. So I think that helped them uh, kind of turn the tide a little bit this game and end up getting the victory. Yeah, uh, we see Xenotech attempting to run that uh, Crystal Kestrel. We know that is very based on uh, positioning correctly. Hyde did a very good job of kind of uh, revealing Xeno, not allowing Xeno to use his active camo and sneak around to get on top of Gatsby. Hyde did a great job of keeping you know Gatsby kind of in that back line allowing him to go 11-2 and two on a four-item Baron. Like I said, you know, when you uh, Gangstars perform strong early, had all the early kills, but once that four-item Baron gets, you know, online, it's almost done. Like, we saw tweets coming out of, uh, I don't remember what pro player it was. There's too many I follow, but saying that, you know, it's frustrating when you buy a third-item metal jacket and you're still getting crit 400 to 500. Like, I saw that you know, it, it needs, it almost it needs sips. to be, it yeah, sips. it sips. Yeah, it almost needs to be nerfed. Like, when you, you have a, you know, tier three that's supposed to diminish a certain amount of damage, and you're still getting chunks like that. When you get an auto attack plus jump jets, which means two more auto attacks, that's you know that's a huge chunk of health, and yeah. it's almost impossible late game to do anything about it. And that's why I'm surprised more people just don't say, "Hey, I'd rather deal with a Lyra than a Grace than deal with a Baron." And I think that's also why you see. I mean, if you look at Iraqi, his end game, he had the full metal jacket plus he was building more defense. He started out with the light armor, trying to go or the light. Um, Armor. Yeah, armor. I was thinking ages for some reason. Yeah. Armor. Um, you know, trying to trying to help fend off some of that Baron attack power. So, and plus that, that Black Feather was only a two offensive item Black Feather. So that's not going to do as much damage. He didn't have the breaking point on there. I would have liked to see that. But he couldn't get ramped up to that part because they snowballed so hard after Gangstars had that early lead. They just hit a point and just took off. Lost by the top does not finish an Echo. Um, pretty... Uh... One of the few times we don't see Nako actually come through. He had to prioritize that contraption, though. That is something we are seeing, which is very interesting and starting to become more strategy here, is that 
if you have a Kestrel and you can be a big enough nuisance, you force that captain to stay. Instead of getting maybe that second, third iron, uh, item uh, echo, you make them force into that contraption, which can be a big deal, especially on a Baptiste. If you can uh, avoid double fearsome shades longer and longer into the game, mm -hmm. that can give you advantage for you. Does not matter in this case. Uh, Gatsby, Gatsby does a great job, 11-2 on that Baron. So we're going to go into game three here. Uh, I was interested to see how these drafts turned out, depending on which team was going to try to get the more comfort picks. Uh, I do believe that um, right now it's hard not to go with the team that gets Baron, and uh, Tempo Storm does get this Baron. Well, not to mention that Hyde gets his Kestrel. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's true too. the <laughs> most comfortable pick for him. His one there. shot, one kills. While he throws out a lot, that and they do miss, he does get does a pretty good job of somehow hitting back lines, somehow getting on Zeno, you know, getting chunks down, and it it can be a big nuisance. While a lot of them can be negated because you know if you have someone who's a healer on that as a captain uh, it doesn't matter you can heal them back up but in this case we do see tempo uh, mac mac daddy or excuse me um no yeah gangster does have that liar so you know yeah. samuel being healed right back up immediately uh you see Hyde doesn't always use that one shot one kill when they're getting ready to engage it's more of just like hey i see you then let me just be that annoyance well when that cooldown's only 25 seconds too i mean it, probably before spam yeah it? probably before team fight you'll have it back up and yeah. you may be able to pick that down so uh, you know, looking at the scoreboard of this game, we see, you know, like I said before, some back and forth. We see, you know, Gangstars having the kill lead here. 18 to 14 was the final kills. They made a lot of uh, decisive decisions throughout most of the game. Hyde, while we did say he was on his comfort pick of... He did get caught um, out a lot. Yeah, he did get caught out a lot, which is, I think that's same. I think a Samuel is a great kind of pick into that Kestrel. You know, when he's in active camo, thinking he's invisible, you know, Samuel just needs to throw out a couple mal malice verdicts. Maybe he'll hit him. And once you get, you know, revealed like that, you can kind of get portaled onto from that Mac Daddy, which uh, we saw towards the end. Hyde finally getting some active camos down into a portal, which is a very key combo there to kind of stop that engage. Um, you know, and it comes down to a last decision macro play. And, you know, Temple made those last decisions perfectly and they were the ones that were able to get to that uh crystal first uh xeno 12 and 3 you know you can't really ask much more from him yeah he did very well so so temple storm goes ahead and takes this two to one while gangstars do pick up a point which does help them tempo is allowed to move on to day two um so our next matchup going right into it is cloud nine versus nova which was another great matchup we've seen uh gabe talk about how he needs the team while these uh teams are getting better uh two and ones are not you know, he's, satisfying he's tired, for yeah. him. He, he wants, wants to be the dominant. He wants to go two and zero. He wants to show that they're uh, good against all these other teams. Unlike you know, I, obviously TSM right now has been losing, but in the past TSM doesn't really struggle. So, you know, uh, draft here is pretty standard for the most part. Cloud Nine does right away ban that Idris, which kind of forces the hand into Nova. You know, they have to ban that Baron away. But I do think that's interesting, though, because I remember at Tasty talking about it that you don't see Cloud9 pick up that Baron very often. You don't see um, I, Gold or Old School pick up that Baron. I don't think he's, I don't know if he's ever played with, I mean, obviously at some point, I'm talking in the VG8, if he's really, if we've seen him on a big stage play with it. I, it's normally his Vox or an Adagio or. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he can play it, but it's not something that's in their win condition that they really like to play around, which kind of, you know, kind of is unfortunate when you have someone like Baron who's that dominant. Um, so, you know, that allows Nova to pick up uh, Baptiste, which is going to be on that catching position, which is, you know, want to start, wait, let me check that. Nope, I, I knew I wanted to talk about this. This is the Captain Glaive, finally. It's come back kind of here for a little bit. Starboy yeah. plays that Captain Glaive, and I was like, wow, I have not seen that in a long time. 
And I want to point out that Starboy refuses to not build an Echo. He builds an Echo on everything. He built an Echo on this Captain Glaive. I think Echo is a finally just a standard item. It's on yeah. every Captain. You can double Afterburn, and that is pretty clutch Huge. in certain situations. So uh, that's big for Nova. Looking at Cloud9's comp, they do have Lyra, which is still just a crazy healer who can heal a lot of health back. And then you get Isle of Joseph on that Samuel. So uh, in my opinion... Nova should have won this first game. Uh, Nova did unfortunately throw towards the end and making yeah. some unfortunate decisions that allowed Cloud9 to, you know, you know, late game, you can get a crack in and get a successful push and win the game even when you are down, you know, five kills. In this case, Cloud9 did struggle. I think Old School struggled a little bit. I mean, he ended up being 4-10 and 10 at the end, and he's luck. I mean... They came with the win, but I think he's he was kind of a little bit of an issue in this game. And the main thing was Starboy being able to use those afterburns. And, you know, when you afterburn someone right into uh, Lone Delphi on that Baptiste, he can ordain you and keep you around even more. So, Which will allow Truth to just start stutter-stepping and using Twirling Silver and just delete you. Yeah, so, I mean, they were, the combo was executed perfectly from Nova. Uh, they played definitely to their win condition. Unfortunately, last-minute decisions just didn't play out for them. And, you know, that's why you get a team that's dominant like Cloud9. They know how to be patient. Like, look, if we win this last team fight, we can win. So let's just get the right fight. Keep Old School alive. Keep Starboy off of him. And then they'll be fine. So, you know, Cloud9 was very fortunate to get that win off. Because, unfortunately, they probably would have been too owed considering how this next game goes. Yeah. But going right into the next game, let's you want to talk about the draft a little yeah, bit. Yeah, right away we see both the teams. They go ahead and ban out the, the, the Lyra and the Grace. So those are off the board. Um... You know, Cloud9, they do ban away the Baron and the second one, so that allows Nova not to get that Baron. They pick up the Kestrel and the Black Feather. but I thought it was really surprising at the end, Cloud9, they go ahead and pick up that Kroll. They wanted the Kroll in there uh, for I Love Joseph in the jungle. Uh, did pretty well on it. Um, you know, Nova, they still do end up winning this game, but it was a double weapon power, um, you know, with the Vox and the Kroll, so it was easily countered uh you know i noticed like one of the big things was lone delphi he had an atlas pauldron and a full metal jacket and one of the bigger things is truth not having any so that surprises me that you know truth was able to sneak away with this this victory especially with that and the other thing that i camera. wanted to point out was i you know there's two crucibles here uh normally i'm okay with that gabe does not build an echo though unless it was sold late game i don't remember i don't think it was though it may have been but um you know, with Gabe not having an Echo, you don't have as much to block. I know you do have the From Hell's Heart from I Love Joseph, but, I mean, maybe some defense there. He does go 4-3. Uh, Lone Delphi goes 3-2. and two. Not much really happened. Uh, the final skill or kill score here is 7-9 in favor of C9. Last game we saw in favor of Nova, but it, it just depends on who makes that last error. And in this case, C9 made that last error and allowed Nova to get that win. Lone Delphi honestly did a great job on that Crystal Blackfeather. He sustained, and uh, surprisingly, he sustained more than Hyla Joseph could. And put out a lot of damage. Yeah, you know, Shattered Glass going into Double Broken Mist on that Crystal Blackfeather can be uh, pretty big. Starboy uh, does not build Echo either, which is that one of the first times he does Doesn't not. Doesn't do that, yeah. Uh, double Merciless uh, Pursuit, Double Blast Tremor, you know, that's pretty clutch. But neither of these teams decided they needed an Echo in this game, which is weird. So... Going, going to the in third game. The last game, unfortunately, Nova tries to do, or uh, yeah, Nova tries to do something here that I, I think they should have stuck to something they know more. Sky is someone who is good, but they do decide to pick up a Crystal Sky in the jungle. Uh, there was not, there wasn't a weird comp coming out of Cloud Nine in order to pick up this Sky to counter. Cloud Nine just goes with the standard Vox, Grace, and um, Glaive here. So 
you know, seeing people maybe, I mean, not necessarily they don't really need that guy in my opinion. There could have been probably a better pick they could have done. Lone Duffy did not struggle. I mean, he did go 5-5, five and five, yeah. but maybe it's just a different comp that they aren't used to playing. Maybe try to pick something different to surprise them. Or they just simply got outplayed by I Love Joseph's Glaive. You know, he does go seven and three, old school finally. Starts getting, you know, better um, you know, better positioning. He goes nine and three. He does a lot better as well on that uh, the black or excuse me, the box than before. Yes. Yes. So that pretty much rounds up day one. Oh no, we have hammers and ropes. Yes, there was an off stream game. We are the stream it was off stream. We don't really have to talk about it too much here. It was a big game for Hammers, though. This was very important for them to get these wins. It was even bigger for Rogue. To get the wins. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was talking about success-wise. It was big for them to get that. I'm going to say Rogue didn't win anything Well, I meant like Rogue was technically (laughs) below Hammers, so they needed to get the points even more. it would have been if they would have won. But uh, looking at the first draft here, uh, Hammers. Oh, excuse me. That's for second draft. Uh, Hammers, they do go ahead and pick up. Box, Glaive, and uh, Baptiste. And this is another Captain Glaive. So I was excited to see maybe... I I talked a lot of crap about Captain Glaive. A lot. I hated it. I was tired of it. It's because it was picked all the time. And now he's back. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Seeing him (laughs) back and play again. And seeing him, you know, kind of doing the afterburns and really being clutch on that. So um, Stormy Cross still playing for Rogue here. Uh, Upon the original is not. Do not know if he's just busy, if he's gone. I haven't really heard anything about that. So, um, Archaic, while starting over, later we'll talk about him again, did a very great job. Archaic, man, Archaic is starting to step it up more and more, he's starting to become a very dominant jungle, he was, you know, has a great laner paired up with him that he can really help his laner uh, succeed even more. He's he's starting to feel, feel the footsteps of T-Tigers, in my opinion. Yeah, and that's a big, that's definitely a big uh, foot, or feet, feet? Shoes. 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 There you go. Sorry, I just said footsteps. Oh, I threw you off a little bit. Definitely there. threw me off. Definitely big <laughs> shoes to fill. I don't know. I went with your saying, oh my which just didn't work out. Whatever. So yeah, we know going into the the first match, they do go ahead and win that fourteen to or thirteen to four. My words are all just mixed up. I need to slow down and take a breather. Uh, but this second matchup, Hollywood Hammers versus Rogue uh, Hammers, they go ahead and pull out that Celeste. I was pretty interested to see that best Celeste in the world starting all over. Uh, you know, takes a seat back, gives it to Archaic, and lets Archaic play that out of the jungle. And uh, he did all right, uh, going against a Blackfeather and Glaive. It's kind of a Celeste nightmare. Yeah, that's really uh, Those two can dive right on top of you. And unfortunately, Rogue made the mistake of trying to su- to su- execute that perfectly. Yeah. Diving on top of Celeste. There was a couple um, core collapses that landed that really screwed him over. Starting all over is like, all right, you guys can dive on him all day. He'll... Uh, doesn't even have an eve of harvest and that's a crazy thing he sustained enough from playboy afro's you know fountain and sigils to keep him alive and starting just runs around and goes 11 to 3 and absolutely dominates evolve fountain uh echo and uh war dreads three items unfortunately could not get ramped up hammers is like we'll just finish this game in 14 minutes and we'll just worry about day two like sorry rogue but we'll push you to the side and move on so yeah, so unfortunately rogue doesn't they don't get any points this week? Uh, hopefully, they can come back strong next week. Hammers is starting to finally fill into that big team that we thought that they could be. Um, I'm not regretting my decision to put them higher than I, you know, higher up above King Stars. Who, and did I have them higher? I can't remember. Uh, I have it here in my notes. Okay. Excuse me for that. the rumbling of papers. If I can ever find them. Here we go. Um, you have Hammers seven. Never mind. We both have them seven. 
So we did decide to put him down. Well, uh, we got Nova at four. We Why did. did I put Nova at four. Well, Nova is currently. Yeah, I know. I'm at just four. Okay. <laughs> All right, back on pace. We gotta get back on track. It well, is important. It is interesting to see where I'm at and being like, "Ooh, that hurts." Seeing Echo at number eight. I put Immortals at three. That really hurts. I, yeah. I mean, they could be there, but they weren't there in the whole first split. That's what hurts. Like, yeah, it comes when it comes a regular verse. Yeah. You know, unified how everything ends can change everything. But going into day two here, let's go ahead and break down some of these matchups. Yes. First one is the big one. We got Cloud Nine going up against Immortals. That is, this is a big matchup in my opinion. Uh, Immortals need to step up and show them that they can compete with the top two teams as in TSM and Cloud9. Um, so right away, let's go ahead and dive into this first draft. We got Cloud9 on side A, Immortals on side B. Cloud9, they go ahead and ban away the Catherine right away. Uh, Immortals, they counter that with banning away the Lyra, which allows Cloud9 to take that Grace. And Immortals are like, all right, cool, we'll take the Baron. Uh, so they got, you know, the, the good healer versus the good uh, damage outputter. Does that make sense? Is sure. that good? Good? Okay. Good words. Good words. Uh, and then we got Cloud9. There you go ahead and ban away. I'm sorry. Immortals ban away the Idris. Cloud9, they ban away the Kashka. Immortals, they go ahead and pick up the Baptiste. Uh, Cloud9, they pick up the Vox and the Black Feather. And then Immortals rounds it out and they pick up the Kestrel. So we do see a lot of firepower coming out from Immortals, um, you know, with that Kestrel and the four offensive weapon, or offensive items, weapon, power, Baron. There we go, that was a mouthful. Um, you know, D'Enzio, he does end up finishing the game 3-3, three and three, uh, T-Tigers 4-3. and three. The final score of this game was 9-9, nine to nine, but um, T-Tigers on that, on that Kestrel was really, really good. It was kind of back and forth. Uh, we do see that I Love Joseph, he also picked up a Slumbering Husk to try to get rid of that uh, damage that comes out from the Baron and the Kestrel later on in the game. Uh, he only had two offensive items, though. He had that Shattered Glass and Broken Myth. We saw that Slumbering Husk be pretty key when we yes. saw Cloud9 try to sneak. Remember that? And they were yeah. down by, they were on a mortal side, they were down by the Crystal Miner, they were sneaking behind the... Thing. They're flared, missed the flares, they stuck, stuck around, and finally they decided to war treads in yep. and try to come up on top of them. But, uh, you know, T Tigers was perfectly in his pool. He goes ahead and blows up Black Feather, I Love Joseph, which absolutely does huge damage. But the 45 health goes and keeps him alive. T Tiger somehow sneaks out, puts another pool down, runs back around behind there. I'm telling you guys, if you haven't seen this, you need to go watch this. This is yep. game one. This is about like. Uh, I forget how long it is into the match, but about 16 minutes in, I believe. I yeah, believe. he goes into the thing, or he, you know, that fight was insane. It was one. Of, it's one of our top plays. You will see it later on. Yeah. You will see that on Ginger and Beard's YouTube page. So make sure you watch that fight. But it was a pretty important fight for Immortals. Allow them to kind of get back in that match. I thought Immortals are gonna be able to take it, but you know it ends up back down to those situations where it's like you know nine to nine. That last team fight kind of comes out. Whoever wins that's gonna win the game. Well, see, it was kind of funny though because like you you think that like Immortals was out of it, but like they had they got first blood. They took the first turn at six minutes. They took the next turn at nine minutes, you know, and then they got the Kraken at sixteen thirty. So if you start watching the first game, you're like, oh man, Immortals is gonna take this game. But you know, C nine they, they you can never count them out. They get the turnaround ace. They end up getting the Kraken about the twenty minute thirty second mark, uh, but they only got one turret with that Kraken you know Immortals had a really good defense there so I was like it's just so back and forth it's like okay now now they did this hopefully they can finish this out or you know C9 they did this they're gonna push and finish this out 
but I mean the final the final play of the game was like C nine getting an ace at the twenty eight minute mark practically and winning the game. That's how long this game was. It was almost a thirty minute game. Yeah, so it was a great first game for them. Um, going into the second game, I was interested to see you know Immortals if they were going to take Cloud Nine in another game or three game series. We've seen Cloud Nine going into a lot of those, or if Cloud Nine was going to be able to play even better and take this two to zero series, not allowing Immortals to get those points they need. So. You want to go ahead quickly, and uh, we'll just we'll just talk about the main people they picked real quick. Um, Immortals they do pick up Grace. Uh, T Tigers picks up a Glaive, and then Danzio does get the Baron. Cloud Nine, you do see a Weapon Power Black Feather. Old School on the Adagio, which that was my first red flag. I was very worried seeing Old School on Adagio. That is a huge win condition for them. If the, he's on Adagio, you normally see that W coming out for them. Gabe's on a Lyra. Uh, and I think I've seen it all now. Elira does build an Echo, so yeah. that does allow him to throw out double heal, which is insane. Even more healing for old school. Not even for old school, but I Love Joseph. There was times I saw I Love Joseph diving in and being dead, and then you get a heal from the fountain, a heal from old school, and a heal from the Imperial Sigil, and he was just disrupting everything. And unfortunately, T-Tigers, D'Enzio, you know, double weapon, I just don't think it was the smartest draft from them. I agree. I also think, but I do think it was very smart, though, from Immortals that they do head on that second ban. They ban out that Kroll because I, they knew they were leaving open that Adagio, um, which we know no other team, I, I believe, picks up Adagio more than C9. I mean, they pick it up all the time. And if you get that double heal with the Kroll, it, we've seen what it can do before, or, you know, we've seen what it can do, and it, it can be extremely strong. So I was really surprised when we did see that Black Feather get picked up because well, it's, they're trying to, you know, copy what that cruel can that crawl can do so yeah. that you know i love joseph having poison ship and um you know serpent's mask having that double heal they're trying to do the same thing you know that he can kind of sustain he was probably building into a breaking point just really right. didn't feel like he needed it but you know my biggest factor is here that you know t tigers does build weapon i know this does work the double weapon but i think there's a situation where you can build maybe a crystal jungle in this situation and maybe have a higher chance to win this match if you kind of can split your damage here we in haven't the situation. seen a cp glaive no we haven't recently. seen a cooldown glaive the storm crown has disappeared for sure yep. when it comes to junglers it's definitely not meta anymore so you know cloud nine i i think they drafted out they definitely outdrafted immortals they were able to get that double heal really just be a huge nuisance they could never take down i love joseph and i say never they literally never did he went five and oh old school six and two and that was really you know we have three crucibles here and that's yeah. just you know, looking at a team like immortals you know you can't get knocked up by that nova from you know grace and then you couldn't get knocked back by glaive and you know there's a lot of things they were blocking it was pretty crazy you could and when you have three uh, crucibles you could just be like all right well we used our two we got rid of you know the things that really hurt us let's go ahead and block up this ion cannon you know like i mean you can just you have there's so much you can do with that it's ridiculous even there's not crucibles. even if there's not enough cc coming out of the enemy team you can just block an auto attack that's going to yeah. save you one last second so. right uh it was interesting seeing three crucibles for sure we definitely don't see that coming out of teams it's very hard to communicate when to use that ability so you, you know what else we don't see coming out very often though what's that t tigers going oh and five yeah that's definitely Yeesh. not normal coming out of him uh there was just times where i saw him just trying to be too aggressive trying to make plays that yeah. dnzo couldn't support dnzo couldn't back up the damage so uh unfortunate game two for immortals they do drop o2 don't move on cloud nine is able to go into that championship and you know try to win for an, uh, another week in a row so moving on to our next semifinal, we got the Hammers going up against Tempo Storm. Uh, 
you know, diving into this. Uh, I was excited to see this one, Hammers, on how they've been playing lately. Uh, Tempo Storm, the way they played against Gangstars. I was hoping that, you know, Tempo Storm could put up a really good fight with these guys and make this matchup really interesting. So you want to dive into the first draft? Yeah, first draft here, Siri. Uh, Hammers on side A. They ban away Lyra right away. Tempo Storm does go ahead and ban away that Grace. Uh, Hammers first pick, Catherine. Uh, this is going to set up for a pretty big comp for Hammers <laughs> here. Tempo Storm first pick, Baron first, second ban Idris to counter that. Hammers do ban away that crawl, uh, which is definitely still setting up for the comp they had in mind here. Uh, Tempo Storm goes ahead and picks up Baptiste. Hammers go ahead and double pick Jewel and Celeste. We have the old triple stun, the original triple stun comp. Uh, this was starting to be ran when CC started to become a big problem in Vanglory. A big, we all yeah. need reflect because you have a stun from Catherine, a, a rocket leap from Jewel, and a core class from Celeste. So I was so excited to see this executed again. If um, those are timed out well enough, you're, you're, you got no chance. Yeah, especially with the last pick for Tempo as a Kestrel. If you get caught out, you have a lot of things that can fly out you uh, you know fly at you like those you know heliogenesis can kind of just appear out of nowhere yeah. and, and reveal you so disappointed obviously to see hammers uh not allow starting to play that celeste but you know starting goes ahead and puts on a pretty crazy show with jewel which i was not expecting him to succeed as much as he did yeah i mean starting all over on that jewel he is one of our top five plays for uh the crazy triple kill he had in this game uh, four offensive items with the, the Tyrant's Monocule, the Sorrow Blade, or he had double Tyrant's Monocule, and uh, that Tornado Trigger. So he did some serious damage as that Jewel, which you know we've seen that before with in EU with Waldemar. I think he pretty much made that famous back in, I think it was like winter season, but was the original? Maybe it wasn't. Was it, was it spring? spring? Was yeah. it spring? Okay. Anyway, so yeah, then we got Tempo, uh, we got Hyde. With that Kestrel doing massive damage, um, you know he got caught out a couple times. He ended up going four and six, but still pretty good play from Hyde, I thought, with that Kestrel. Yeah, I mean you look at Archaic and Hyde, they're pretty even here. They both uh, four and six and four and six. It was really just because uh, it was a duel of the laners. We saw Gatsby pick up his own triple kill right before starting had his, and while Archaic and Hyde go negative, they definitely went more of uh, supporting their laner, allowing their laner to get the damage off, and allowing the laner to be the one that you know really got the major kills and kind of determined how each fight was going to go. So uh, I'm not disappointed with Archaic or High Play, even though their KD does not show them dominating. I think both of them did their job and their you know they played in the, within their win condition for their team. Hyde especially kind of being bullied out by Archaic sometimes towards the end once Archaic got level eight, you know that extra range boost can be very difficult for high to stay safe uh like you said mentioned uh starting all over would kind of just initiate the fights he would jump into the rocket leap kind of expect and uh you know expect a solid stun coming out of archaic and play uh playboy afro to keep starting alive and really just allowing starting to you know win the fights and that's what we see we see uh, the score 17 to 16 we see them being very close uh together and it just came down to that last team fight, which team was going to make it, you know, that sweaty team fight of back and forth, who was infused, who's going to make the right play at the right time, the right reflex, you know, very macro play victory for uh, for HH there. What I really think is crazy, too, if we notice both captains, neither one of them are going towards an echo. And we see that a lot with these two captains, with the Baptiste and the Catherine, there's normally an echo. We're yeah. here lately. Yeah, we're starting to see the captains sometimes be like, you know, it's just not worth it in the situation. Yeah. Uh, Celeste is far enough away. Why push her farther away? I mean, it's it's hard to get on top of her. Anyways. Toth had the crucible and the reflex block. Buck. 
he had double, you know, trying to yeah. trying to help prevent those those core collapses and all. It was just crazy. Yeah, because you know Top has to be that front line. So if he's getting stunned up over and over, he can get melted just as fast. And yeah. when you lose your captain as the carrier or the jungler and laner, you kind of have to retreat and wait for that to come up. So that was a pretty intense second uh, or first matchup even. So going into the second matchup, um, you know, we see. HH having an interesting draft here. I was interested to see the, a full-on melee team coming out of them. Um, Tempo Storm, on the other hand, the exact opposite. So, you know, we've seen in the past a very ranged-based team against a melee team. You know, it can be... They both have their advantages. If, you know, you can't kite well enough, you will lose against that team. Starting all over on that glaive archaic on a very very successful kashka that we're not seeing as much you know we've seen kashka's win weight or win win, win weight wabbit win, wiley Weskels. win rate in the past <laughs> you know be extremely successful to the point where na just has to banner so it's kind of excited to see archaic on a kashka that we haven't seen you know, you know around crazy a lot for him so uh the other side gatsby on that baron and hide on that samuel so you know and a lyra coming out of lost boy that's that's about as ranged as you get so you know, this second matchup, you know, we see this being just as sweaty as the first one. So, yeah, you know, we see it being back and forth. 16 to 13 HH does get this, uh, the victories kills, but they do not get the overall victory. Uh, something we're starting to see. We saw this a lot this weekend. You yeah. know, we see teams having that victory because they get early kills. But guess what? Early kills don't matter. It's those, you know, late kills that you can take a bunch of objectives on. You can get a crack in and push with. When death timers are at a minute, it, it's it's a big deal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, when you, you get don't want to die. Seconds, you have, there's a lot you can do in 50 seconds in the game of Vanglory, especially if all three of the, the team is alive and healthy. <laughs> yeah, and if you take down the carry and all you have left is a captain and you know jungler and you have three people of your team and you, all you have left is two turrets and the crystal on your way, you, you can rush that and you yeah. have enough damage and health to survive that and just easily end the game. So that's what we kind of see in this game is tempo, getting that last important team fight they need to uh, go ahead and take game two. You know, Tempo's forcing these sweaty games. We go on into a game three here. Let's go ahead and break down the draft of game three. So we got Hammers on side A, Tempo on side B. Right away we got that uh, Hammers banning out that Lyra. Tempo, they counter that with banning out a Catherine, which allows Hammers to pick up that Grace. Uh, Tempo then is like, all right, we'll take that Baron again. So a lot of Baron pickups from Tempo this weekend. Uh, they go ahead and immediately ban out that Idris, which is pretty standard protocol when you pick up that Baron. Um, hammers, they go ahead and ban away that Kroll. And then uh, Tempo, they go ahead and pick up the Glaive, which we do see that there's another Captain Glaive, which you would have been talking about earlier. We saw that a lot more this week. Uh, hammers, they go ahead and pick up the Vox. And then Archaic, once again, goes with that Kesh, or not the Kestrel, the Kashka. And then uh, Tempo Storm, the Hide, gets his Kestrel. So he's got his comfort pick there. Gatsby doing serious damage with that Baron. Yeah, unfortunately, Hyde, uh, when he plays this Crystal Kestrel, he's very all-in or nothing. And, you know, when you're building double shatter glass, no defense, and you're really just relying on that active camo and your positioning to, you know, to win the game for you, if, unfortunately, you're playing against Akashka, who can reflex, who has a crucible from his partner, a playboy to reflex, and can jump on top of you, you're going to go 1-7 like Hyde did. Uh, Lost Boy, unfortunately, couldn't offer enough peeling to keep that Kashka away from Hyde. Uh, Gatsby does get to that three item Baron but you know you just see some games where three item Baron comes online and will steamroll and win and then there's some games where Baron doesn't so it's very back and forth 
you know, starting pretty successful game himself. This was my favorite game for the exact reason you were just saying with starting. He went with the old school double Tyrant's Monocle uh, breaking, breaking point. point. Dude, I was like, oh my gosh, the damage coming out of him. Plus, not to mention, he had 209 farm. Yeah, uh, and a 20-minute game, so he's right on that, a little bit above that 10 CS per minute mark. I was just blown away. You know, when you farm like that, you can take some Archaic's farm. You know, he doesn't need as much of that that gold. Kashka's already fast as all get out, so she doesn't need anything besides Tier 1 boots. You get your two main crystal items, and you build some defense, So and you get two Tier tier 2. So... Well, not to mention that you have the Grace that can do the double heal with the Echo. I mean, you, yeah, this combination was just deadly. Yeah, Hammers improved. played definitely in their win condition, played exactly what they needed to win this third game. Starting goes, look, guys, this whole old breaking point double tyrants is still around. It's still a pretty good build. You can chunk people down really fast, uh, especially when you got, you know, pretty two squid. I, I, you don't see any armor on tempo at all. No. And that just blows me away. Yeah. That you're playing against, they were playing all in or all out type. I mean, you, and I, I get that, but when you, you you have no defense on your side, and the other team's got a few bit of a defense, and if they can just out survive you a little longer because you don't have any, you know, it may be smart to pick up more more defense and try to survive even longer. So, tempo great matchup. Uh, HH does a little better job of controlling this game. They do win this sixteen to four in the twenty minute mark. So uh, we see Hammers moving on to the finals again. You know, Hammers is back for both. All right, so going into the finals here, we see Cloud9 versus Hammers. Uh, I was hoping Hammers would play well. Um, I think, unfortunately, their drafts coming out of their um, drafter pulley just it just wasn't successful. They kind of stretched a little far here. They were definitely uh, trying to pull a TSM and Cloud9 by doing the, the Captain Gashka. I mean, yeah, so we see drafts here coming out of Cloud9 Hammers game one. Catherine banned right away for Cloud9. Grace band away for hammers so um let me see hammers they go ahead and just or excuse me cloud nine goes and picks up box and then hammers go ahead and lock in idris right away interesting which is a huge counter to baron and it's not normally played you know for the most part unless you're up against a baron then we see them ban away a crawl so they're setting something up here cloud nine goes and bans away lyra they probably have no idea what's going on <laughs> um Hammers go ahead and pick up Kashka. Now they really have no idea what's going on. Yeah, all right. So now we have a laner Idris and the jungle Kashka. And then we see Cloud9 go ahead and pick up Baptiste and Lance. Like, okay, we'll just take away two captains here because we still don't know what's going on. And uh, Lance being, you know, probably one of the safer picks that we don't see around as much anymore. I was excited, by the way, to see Gabe back on a Lance. Yes. And then last pick for Hammers is a Celeste. So I'm like, holy crap, we're going to see a Captain Kashka come out of... And, you know, Playboy Afro, which, you know, we've seen be successful on Gabe and Flash. That kind of started that. Flash did specifically. But, you know, just didn't work in this case. I love Joseph on this Baptiste. Excellent job. Uh, honestly, the captain, or sorry, the hero here is the captain, Gabe Vizzle. His Githian Walls, I think teams kind of forgot what this, you know, Lance can do. Githian Walls against uh, Kashka and Idris, you know, starting couldn't get on top of old school. Gabe was always there to knock him away, impale him. There was a couple times where he was just a huge distraction while old school would just sit there, ramp up on this build. Uh, tension Bow, Poison Ship, and Breaking Point. He goes 13-3. and three. Cloud9 honestly dominated Archaic. He just He couldn't do anything. You know, he even though he's in the back line, uh, Gabe did a great job of, you know, using his combat role, getting back there to kind of mess with Archaic. 
I love Joseph using his bad mojo range to just, you know, poke Archaic back as well. So, well, not to mention we see that Gabe Vizzle, he builds a Shatter Glass on this Lance to help do some extra damage. Not only that, but your Impales last longer, your yeah. Stuns from your Githian Walls last longer. Yes. That's the main story right there. So, uh, Cloud9 does a fantastic job of playing to the win conditions. In my opinion, I think it was too early for HH to pull a crazy draft out. Maybe should have stuck with normal drafts. Try to get the first one. You can try to do that in the second game to surprise them and get the sweep. But, yeah, for the first game, I agree. I don't think it was very intelligent. Not their best draft. But, you know, when you're playing a good big team of Cloud9, you got to take some risks. So, good for them taking risks, not taking the easy route out. Second game, looking at the drafts here. Hammers on side A. Cloud9 on side uh, B. We see Hammers ban away Vox right away. So, Cloud9, once again, they do that typical. They do not like playing that Catherine. So, they go ahead and ban Catherine away. Which Gabe plays a very excellent Catherine, so they just don't want to face it. If he can't pick them, he's banning he's them. Banning them. Uh, Hammers, go ahead and do pick up that um, Grace, which allows uh, Cloud9 to pick up Lyra. Their first ban is, our second ban is Baron. They don't want to see uh, starting all over on that Baron, which, yeah, I mean, he's he's good, but probably not as good as we see uh, Best Chuck and Gas. You know, using Gatsby right now, so playing yeah, Baron really well. Really well. Hammer is smart, very, very smart. They go ahead and ban away that Adagio. They do not want to see old school on that Adagio. Next pickup for Cloud9 is that Kestrel. Last two pickups for Hammers is this, um, you know, Kashka and Ringo, which I was very interested in seeing this pickup. Seeing starting on his one-trick Ringo, I was like, ooh, this could be good because he's back on that, you know, very big comfort pick. So Cloud9 decides to do a very tanky jungler to try to out-sustain this Ringo. They knew it was going to be a very aggressive comp coming out of them, very early game comp. So they try to get a cruel, try to last late game. You know, unfortunately, it just doesn't really work out for them. Uh, HH somehow just snowballs this game to no end. Archaic is starting to play Kashka extremely well. I think HH needs to be start picking him Kashka up for him. Yeah. You know, more and more. Uh, I love Joseph. Just couldn't really do anything with cruel. Uh, old school also on a weapon power Kestrel couldn't really do anything with uh, Kestrel in the lane. Uh, their their draft. I think it could have gone a different way. I get what they try to do. Uh, old school didn't dominate. He went two and one, but he allowed our archaic. You know, he, he saved some love for his teammate. Allowed archaic to go ahead and dominate for that team. We do see, you know, C nine doing that double weapon power, and instantly, I mean, you have that Kashka picking up the Atlas Pauldron and starting on its second armor. I mean, yeah, I mean, when you have that much damage, you have a big amount of damage coming out of her without even, you know, a lot of items. You don't need four items right. like Baron does. You know, we see this game almost ending on like the eight minute mark, and they couldn't finish it, so that's why it went to eleven minutes. Like this yeah. game was, one we see Gabe tweet out to uh, starting over after starting said, "Hey, great games, always fun," and Gabe's like, "That second game triggered me." Like Gabe was not expecting that to happen. It, it just snowballed so fast for his team. Uh, we do see, I think I love Joseph tweeting out, "Nothing hate triggers me more." Hearing I love Joseph and Gabe this will argue about who was wrong, <laughs> yeah. which we've seen that on one of their vlogs. It's pretty hilarious. Um, but you know, second game looked strong for HH. I think it may have been a fluke. Uh, C9 wasn't prepared for that. That snowball is one of the you know one of the biggest snowballs we've seen in Vanguard in a while. Kashia always likes to lead those snowballs. So game three here, um, you know, I was interested. I I had a feeling. Cloud9, I was going to be like, all right, let's just draft something we know we can play, something we're probably going to dominate with. Um, old school gets the Baron, so we see that always be something that can be, you know, the win condition for each team. If they get that four-item late-game Baron, it can be pretty successful. I think it's crazy we see double weapon power again out of C9. Like, I, they, they had something for this double weapon power. 
yeah, I don't I mean, know why, but I mean, with the glaive, I mean, it's it, it worked for him, but I just for some reason I think it can be easily countered. Yeah, we've seen it not work just yeah, as much exactly. as it does work. I feel like so, you know, Gabe on the grace does do the the fountain and the echo has a lot of heal coming out. Definitely focusing on keeping old school alive. I love Joseph doing a great job of getting on top of Archaic, putting Archaic in an uncomfortable position, allowing old school to jump jet and kind of melt him down. Starting, he did his best to do that uh, very bursty Kestrel tension, or uh, going into a tension, tension bow, but a Sorrow Blade and Double Tyrant, so he had a lot of damage. Playboy does not get that fountain here. That was going to be his last item. He goes ahead and gets four items that were healing items. He was definitely relying on his Sigil to heal his team up, which may have been the issue here. If you don't land your Sigil perfectly, if it's not up perfect, you know, at the right time. Cloud9 always has in the back of their mind, hey, we may have a chance to take a fight here. They don't have Fountain. So 12-2 right. uh, to two in this case, 18-minute game. Uh, Cloud9 played it slow, played it smart, got the kills and, you know, every team fight they needed, you know, just takes Kraken, slowly pushes a couple turrets down. We'll do it one more time and we'll take the win for uh, weekend number two. We'll go ahead and tie um, TSM up and, you know, be ready for weekend number three. three and weekend that sets up for weekend number three to get pretty crazy yeah um, weekend three will be pretty nuts let's just go right into our point breakdown real quick before we give out our mvps oh, wait real quick first let's do our fantasy points okay uh for na um if we'd like to look at who we all picked and see how terrible we did um I guess it's really just me doing terrible, but you know what's new? I'm thinking too hard. I was gonna say I think I got oh nine points in NA. I think I called the championship perfect, so I got yeah, those points all the way through. Again. You're on the cloud nine train. Uh, much respect on that decision. You got eleven points through. That puts you at a total of sixty. Um, I went the TSM route. I had talked about last week. You know what? They're back. They're gonna win this one. You know, but I'll, you know, I don't even know what I'm gonna do next week. I don't even want to think about next week picks I'll, yet. I'm gonna write out C9. I'm gonna write out. Uh, TSM, and I'm gonna put them behind my back, and then you can just yeah, pick because it, it doesn't. No, it doesn't matter for you. You can do that for yourself. It doesn't matter. This <laughs> I know. For you. You're but just sitting. Happy. I'm just trying to help you out, man. But you know, I do pick HH. I do get HH to the finals again. So I get four, one from EU. I made a lot of wrong picks there, so I get five. Plus my total at 42. I got a mm, 18, 18 points, points to make, to make up, up here, and uh, while possible, I gotta pick EU and NA pretty about perfect. About perfect, yeah. We'll see what happens with TSM. I gotta pick. I gotta be risky. So that's that's all I have to do next week. It's really go big or go home from this point. I don't think I'll be able to get enough points to even make a comeback in the unified finals. But we're not throwing the flag yet, guys. We're we're gonna take this no, one you, last weekend. You can throw in the flag. It's, it's over. Nope, it's not. All right, last thing, <laughs> last segment for this episode is our MVPs. So yep. um. We kept track of, you know, total kills, all that kind of stuff. Looked at which player had the most impact. Uh, safe to say we definitely are going to give our MVP for our laner position to starting all over. Um, you know, he's starting to be a player who no matter wh who he's with or what he's doing, he's making, you know, decisive decisions. He's kind of carrying his team in order to put them in that championship. And Archaic's starting to get better and better, so. He's up there with best chuck na and old school, old school. He i'll is, say it now yeah, he is starting to become one of the best laners yeah. and he, he as he gets older as he gets on you know maybe even better team with players that can practice more who knows how long they can even practice he goes 51 kills 30 deaths and 27 assists so 
perhaps just starting all over, you are becoming one of the most exciting players to watch. I want to know your triple kills, VG Pro. Will you tell me how many triple kills he has? I think he had five. I think they said that, but maybe I'm wrong. Because when he got that in that game, it popped up, and I remember seeing it, but... Five this weekend or five all? (laughs) No, I think it was five through the season, I believe. So He's got a lot, I know that. Our jungler, uh, I look closely at Archaic compared to I Love Joseph. Uh, while other junglers do succeed, we normally do pick our MVPs off of the team that did make it to uh, the championship, considering they did, you know, make it there. So they did something well. Um, so I'm going to give it to I Love Joseph. He did tweet out, I played bad, which I agree with in some cases. There's games he struggled a lot more where I Love Joseph made mistakes that he does not, you know, mistakes he doesn't actually make normally. He does go 41, 23, and 35. Uh, so we see him getting a lot of assists, more assists than starting. Uh, which allowed, you know, set up a lot of plays for old school, which that's still a team player, so. And then, of course, the captain. I mean. Of course, the captain. Gabe Vizzle. In this case, Gabe Vizzle. The really deciding factor for me was how much fun I had watching him play Lance again. You know, his combat roles, his impales, he is one of our top plays. Uh, Just seeing him be able to set up the plays for his team, the Crucibles. Yeah. Like, I, he doesn't, he 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 has. He rarely misses. He has a program, he's programmed his iPad to where the crucible goes off automatically. He doesn't click it. There's no <laughs> way he clicks it. Like, it has to go off every ability that needs it. Are you it. saying Gabe Bills was a cheater? I'm not saying he's a cheater. I'm saying he's very smart and plays to his win conditions. If, you, if you're not cheating, you're not trying, right? I mean, False. Okay. No. <laughs> but Gabe Bizzle, 11, 9, and 57. Who knows they've even added correctly. Way too many assists to add up. I'm literally in my on my table. I'm at my desk with a calculator trying to figure out how many assists Gabe Bizzle had. So, you know, props to Gabe Bizzle. Getting his team to the final, getting his team tied for first place. You know, next weekend's gonna be crazy, man. It is. I cannot wait for next weekend, dude. Last weekend before Unified Live Championship, uh, we, we, there's a lot of teams, especially for NA, that are like. Yep. Oh, that's what we need to do. Thank oh, you yeah. for reminding the, me. The we finals. need to get a point breakdown here, real quick, before my phone dies. One percent rip. Uh, Europe, twenty-eight for Fnatic, twenty-seven for SK, Mouse Sports, twenty-two, Dynasty, twenty. K Lash, aka um, Rising Lotus, 16. Salty with 9. G2 and Calamity. Two of the top teams that were in it last year Calamity, aka Leon, aka Team Secret, uh, at the bottom. G2 at the bottom. Don't know if we'll be seeing them making a comeback to knock out Salty. It seems like K Lash, Dynasty, Mouse, SK, and Fnatic all have that spot locked up. Going over to NA, super fast. TSM and Cloud9 tied with 32. It's gonna get it's gonna get it's nuts. Gonna get gnarly. Third place is Hammers with 16. Tempo Storm made their way up there with that 14 now. Nova with 13, tied with Gangstars with 13. So we're seeing those bottom four teams in the top six really yeah. can change no matter what. Rogue and Immortals both with eight. Both those teams can change like crazy. Hammers and Immortals do play next week, I'm pretty sure. Yep. I think you're right. Immortals has to get those points. They have to in order to make out, uh, make it up there. Gangstars or Nova has to pick up a major loss to maybe get knocked down. Rogue and Immortals, they're in striking distance. It's going to be nuts. Pretty much the only safe team here is TSM and Cloud9. Uh, who knows what's going to happen. I think that's pretty much all we have for this episode 34. That's I hope I you guys enjoyed this episode. We will see you on our next recap episode hopefully if everything goes smooth we don't have another prediction episode Excuse yeah me. if everything goes smooth you know i mean Show lately here i feel like we've been just throwing it's one summertime. thing after another it's crazy but yeah that's all we have guys we'll see you for our prediction episode coming out probably around friday that's all cheers. we have cheers
Time for rolling.